Yesterday we briefly discussed a few aspects about the surah and as an introduction some things that were related. As mentioned yesterday that the surah contains many aspects pertaining to social life, interaction with people and what are those principles by which the peace and harmony can be maintained in any place, in any society, in any community, any family, any home. There are certain basic principles, basic etiquettes, basic guidelines and unfortunately because these are things that are neglected, this results in all kinds of difficulties, hardships, people getting involved in all kinds of quarrels and disputes unnecessarily. So this surah is a blueprint for a person's personal Islam. And it is also a guideline for how to keep that peace and harmony in a society, in a community. It deals with mu'asharat in quite a few, many ayat deal directly with the aspect of mu'asharat, social life. And many aspects are dealing with personal akhlaq, which are all, many of it interrelated. So the surah has tremendous uh, guidelines in it for our personal Islam and as well as the Islam of the Mu'ashara, the Islam of the society, the Islam of the community. Right at the very beginning of the surah, Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasoolihi wa attaqullah, inna allaha sami'un alim, O you who believe, do not proceed before Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do not step ahead of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. fear Allah ta'ala. Verily Allah is all hearing, all knowing. As far as the occasion on which this ayat was revealed, there are many different narrations mentioned in this regard. And all of them can be the occasion of the revelation. But what is more prominently known in the riwayat is that a tribe, Banu Tamim had come to Rasulullah sallallahu and they had now been probably ready to leave. Nabi sallallahu wanted to appoint somebody as an Amir over them. So in this discussion, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu were also present. The Umar suggested something, Hazrat Abu Bakr suggested something and in between the two of them, this discussion got a little bit intense. Now, the Sahaba also went through this period of tarbiyat, this dore tarbiyat. They also went through this process where there were incidents that took place, situations that happened, through which their tarbiyat was made. But this is the difference between us and the Sahaba Ikram that there was just one occasion that something happened and a lesson was taught and that was it. That became part and parcel of their lives. They didn't need a second teaching thereafter. And we are sometimes taught the same thing ten times, hundred times. We are still not yet in conforming to what the command of Allah Ta'ala is sometimes in certain things. So here also this was a aspect of etiquette that they slipped up in at that moment that before Rasulullah asked for their view and asked for what their input was, one gave his suggestion, then the other suggested something, 
else and between them this discussion got a little bit intense and in this the voices got slightly raised. Upon that Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat, لَا تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Oh you believe, don't proceed before Allah and His Rasul In other words, you should wait for the go-ahead. You should wait until you are asked by Rasulullah to say what you want to say, to give in your input, to suggest what you have to suggest, to jump the gun so to say, and to start saying something before he asks for your suggestion, this was not correct. This was not the correct etiquette. So this was a correction, Allah Ta'ala. This was the shan of the Sahaba Ikram and this was also something of their greatness that their tarbiyat was made from the heavens. Allah Ta'ala revealed ayat of the Quran Sharif for their tarbiyat and in this way guided them and they progressed from every incident in a way that this made them the shining stars and thereafter, Allah Ta'ala revealed the endorsement about them that radiyallahu anhum wa radu an. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah, with Allah Ta'ala. And not just that Allah Ta'ala endorsed them, but وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ Those who will follow in their footsteps correctly, they too get endorsed. This is the pedestal on which Allah Ta'ala placed them, that they became the yardstick. They became the yardstick of guidance that those who will follow in the footsteps of the Sahaba Ikram, they too will now be endorsed and they will also reach that success. So in any case, the point that is related to the discussion is that this first ayat of this surah is already dealing with an aspect of adab, respect. What is the respect of the occasion? That Rasulullah is present, and when Rasulullah is present, he is the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation. He is Sayyidul Anbiya wal Mursaleen. So obviously his respect is on a very high level. And that respect demanded that nothing should be said before he asked for that suggestion. The principle of respect, adab. And this is such a great part of deen that some have said, Every aspect of deen is centered around adab. And if one thinks about it carefully, then from beginning to end, everything is centered around adab. That if we just take our ibadat for example, it starts off with salah, which is the most important ibadat, most important obligation that a person will be even questioned about first about Salah on the day of Qiyamah. So the call to Salah is Azan. And the adab of the Azan that Nabi Salaam has given the virtue of the person who listens to the Azan attentively and replies to the Muazzin and thereafter recites the Musnoon Dua Allahumma Rabba Hati Da'wati Tamma Nabi Salaam says Wajabat Lahu Shafa'ati My Shafa'at and intercession has become compulsory for him. What is this in reality? This in reality is a glad tiding of death on Iman. That without death on Iman, there won't be any shafa'at. Because the shafa'at will only be for the believers. Intercession will only be for people who pass away on Iman. Now what this, such a great blessing, such a great glad tiding on what? It started off with the adab, adab of the azan. 
Then a person is going to perform salah, where is going to perform salah in the masjid? The house of Allah Ta'ala. The house of Allah Ta'ala requires the greatest adab. To extend that, as we discussed one of the days, that the worldly talk destroys a, in the masjid, destroys a person's good deeds. Discussing worldly things in the masjid, the angel addresses the person, Uskut ya wali Allah, Uskut ya wali Allah. But he is still disregarding the adab of the masjid. As a result, the third time, Uskut la'anatullahi alayk. Now, this is all adab. That azan adab. Then, the masjid adab. Salah, he comes and humbly stands in front of Allah Ta'ala with utmost respect. That salah, he can't talk to anybody. He can't fidget around. He'll do some amal kathir. His salah will break. All this requires that adab. Everything about deen, this is just one part of deen, one aspect. One amal, the salah. This can give us the idea about the rest of deen. Everything about deen is centered around adab. And including adab has been taught to us. One is in the aspects of deen. Then even in the rights of people, adab. One is that this is the right of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Somebody might think that this is a matter of an ummati and a nabi of Allah ta'ala. So obviously, there should be a very high respect and very high level of adab. But Rasulullah sallallahu taught us adab even to respect the seniority within the ranks of people in general. Once Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an, he was walking ahead of Abu Bakr <coughs> He happened to be walking. <coughs> Perhaps he didn't realize, or whatever the case might have been. He was walking a little ahead of Abu Bakr And Rasulullah noticed this. And he cautioned him, corrected him. They don't walk. La tamshi amama man huwa khayrum mink. Don't walk in front of the person who is better than you. Abu Bakr is the greatest personality of this ummah. After the Anbiya wasalam, his rank is the highest. And then Rasulullah then further said that Inna Aba Bakrin khayrum mimman tala'at alayhi shamsu aw gharubat. From this entire ummah, after Rasulullah the rank of Abu Bakr is such that he is the best person upon whom the sun has ever risen. Now, the lesson that he is the senior of this ummah, so don't walk in front of him. Maintain that adab, maintain that respect. Abu Huraira once saw two people together, he asked one person, who is this person to you? He says, my father. Your father? La tusammihi bi ismi. So he started giving him some advice. Started teaching him some adab, etiquette. If it's your father, don't ever call him by his name. You call him by a title of respect. You call him by a title that shows that adab. And, وَلَا تَمْشِ أَمَامَهُ Don't walk in front of him. وَلَا تَجْلِسْ قَبْلَهُ Don't take a seat before him. Let him be seated first. Then you take a seat. Now these are the adab and etiquettes, as we mentioned earlier, yesterday, that the lessons in the surah teach us how to maintain the harmony and peace in any place, whether it's a family, in one home, in a society. And one of the very important aspects in maintaining this harmony and peace is upholding respect. When respect will be maintained, 
when the seniority of people will be respected, it's the father of the house, so now the children know that this is our father, they have to respect him, this is our mother, we have to give her the utmost respect. So now when the respect of parents is in front of the children, now then there will be order in that home, and there will be system, and there will be that possibility of correct guidance and tarbiyah, because now, you understand, these are our parents, and what is their right, what is their maqam and position, and how are we supposed to be uh, relating to them, how are we supposed to be respecting them. So now the parents also are understanding that, or, or satisfied, that we are get, getting that kind of respect that is required from our children. So there is that peace and harmony. But if there is no maintaining of this respect, the child wants to carry on like he is the parent, there's going to be chaos, and that's the chaos that is ensuing in so many places, because these positions are not being maintained, that the children want to become the parents. So, like that in any other aspect of society, there is an institution, somebody is a senior, somebody is a principal, somebody is a head of certain department, or whatever the case is. So now, if everybody understands that this is the position, and therefore I have to respect it, I have to take the direction and guidance. If I have some suggestion, I have some input, I will give it accordingly. If there is a business, so somebody is the director, somebody is the head of the business, so accordingly he will, his position will have to be respected. Obviously, something that goes against the commands of Allah Ta'ala, there will not be any obedience to something that is against Allah Ta'ala's commands. But in the person's own capacity, what his respect is due will be given to him. The parents command something against the deen of Allah Ta'ala, there cannot be any obedience in that. But that will still not give the license to compromise respect. The respect will still be maintained, but without compromising the law of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the very, very important aspect of deen, the aspect of adab, and the example of this adab is like something sweet being mixed in some drink some milk or whatever, sugar or honey. So the more you add to it, the sweeter it will become. The more adab a person adds to his life, the more he will progress. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi, the personality of such a caliber, everybody understands or knows what a great person he was and that fiqh that he codified from the Quran and Sunnah, the laws of deen that he put together, Millions of people throughout the world have followed this fiqh and passed their lives in this manner. So all this reward goes back to him, like all the other aima. So the point is that such a great person, such a great uh, personality, but did these people just reach there just like that? Did they just become such great people without anything, without any real effort that they made upon themselves, without really taking the care to maintain certain values. No, it didn't happen just like that. They were people with great values. And among those great values, the very, very essential value in their lives was Adab. Imam Hanifa himself used to explain that he says, my Ustad Imam Hamad Rahimahullah, he lived seven blocks away. So where my house was, so next block, third block, fifth block, seven blocks away. 
اور اسیز وما مددت رجلیہ نحو دار استادی اجلالا لہو I am sitting in my house he is living seven blocks away but I never stretched my feet out in the direction of the house of my ustad out of respect for him now this is the house of the ustad imagine those who don't have that respect and stretch their feet out without any care in the direction of the house of Allah Ta'ala, the Kaaba Sharif and without any care person then talks about it or advises somebody he says well what's wrong with it the house of Allah Ta'ala, the Kaaba Sharif this is the Qibla of the Muslim one person he Nabi Islam noticed somebody this was all in the line in the, in the, in the period of Tarbiyat obviously these things happened once and the correction took place somebody uh, spat out something in the direction of the Qibla Nabi Islam saw this and became very upset and Nabi Islam cautioned and reprimanded the person now this was the respect for the Qibla so now a person is sitting carelessly with his feet towards the Qibla this is totally disrespectful the Quran Sharif, how is the Quran Sharif handled unfortunately there is so much of disrespect with regards to the word of Allah Taala. so this respect is a very very essential thing and it has to be repeatedly ingrained in ourselves, in our children, our families that this adab cannot be compromised we cannot allow this adab to compromise, be compromised in any way, because when it starts getting compromised, any value of being, any any good thing for that matter, when the compromise of it starts, then this doesn't stop, it keeps sliding. You start compromising somewhere, it keeps sliding. Haya, haya gets compromised a little bit, it doesn't stop there, then it keeps sliding, it keeps getting worse. We can see what's going on around, that what kind of dressing is being adopted, which if let alone the Sahabiyat and let alone the pious predecessors and people a few centuries ago, maybe many of those who are in their 50s and so on, if just their parents or grandparents were passed away, they come back into dunya, they'll die immediately of shock again. Because of the extent of behayai and the extent of shamelessness that has crept in their own progeny, compared to what level of haya they had maintained compared to what level of haya they had adopted. And just one, two generations later, what they will see, they'll die of shock immediately. But it just becomes a norm. People just become comfortable with it because it just becomes uh, so widespread and everybody takes it for granted. So these things don't stop at a point. When it starts getting compromised, it just keeps sliding. And before a person knows it, it just takes one generation for that value, for the reality of it to be lost. And then that seemed like something very far-fetched. That kind of dressing, impossible. How can somebody dress in that manner? How can somebody, that's like, Allah knows best what, what life these people were living in, which world they were living in. Whereas that was the haya, that was the standard. So in any case, this is the lesson here also. The lesson of adab. And this first ayat, Allah Ta'ala highlights this, that one should not proceed before Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just as this is the etiquette for Rasulullah the similar obviously the rank of Nabi there is no comparison to it but in each rank accordingly the same etiquette will be maintained for the seniors of deen somebody's ustad, somebody's sheikh, somebody's elders that he will not proceed before them he will do things after having taken the cue from them or giving them the preference this is the adab for all seniors 
even our parents, whichever senior, this is the etiquette to be maintained in all aspects of life, that they be given the preference, they be allowed to proceed first, then we take the cue from them. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabiyyi wa la tajharu lahu bilqawl ka jahri ba'dikum li ba'din an tahbata a'malukum wa antum la tashhurun. O you who believe, don't raise your voices above the voice of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And don't be loud in calling him Kajahri ba'dikum li ba'din As you talk aloud to one another sometimes. Now you are calling out to Rasulullah in a, you shouting out to him, calling out to him in a loud manner. That should never happen. And then Allah Ta'ala gives a warning. Beware of ever doing this. أَعْمَالُكُمْ Or else your a'mal will be nullified. وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ And you won't even know what happened. Your a'mal will get nullified and you won't even know what happened. This is a very, very severe warning that a person due to the disrespect, all his a'mal would get cancelled, get nullified. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. That sometimes things happen but we don't know what happened. We don't even realize what happened. And we don't even know what happened, so where we gonna go be gonna be even thinking and pondering that what brought it up. The person realized what happened, he might think why it happened. He doesn't even know what happened, where so he's even going to think about what was the cause of it happening. Inshallah we'll continue from here tomorrow.